Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome to just an extremely, extremely exciting episode of The Shit Show for you. Extremely exciting. Why is it exciting, Squish? Because I'm looking straight at you. Because you're looking into all of my four eyes, not siblings or dating, just that we're in the same <laughs> household. I've come home for Easter and for Anzac Day and for the shit show. Actually, mostly just for the shit show. I was sick of doing it. And by crikey, do we have a hell of a setup going here? Mattresses? Or... Yeah. Explain it for the people, Squish. We've got a chair with a... <laughs> with a... <laughs> what are you having a... to describe? Literally, okay, 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 okay. I'm going to help you. So... We're squished between my bedroom window and my bed, which is like less than a metre of space. And then we have, what, a single mattress. Like a a camping mattress leaned up against the wall, the curtains closed, and a chair sitting on the bed with a (laughs) duvet hanging over it for sound suppression. Sound suppression. We have literally a a dining room chair with a blanket over it. And me and Nick are on this like tiny little desk that... We keep pushing our laptops into each other, like, fighting to stay on the desk. It's like fighting over an armrest on a plane. <laughs> yeah, literally. And so, honestly, I hope we've painted this picture well enough in your minds that you're like, damn, they need a studio, and damn, I should become a Cisco supporter. <laughs> we need you. But it is fun. And look, humble beginnings. Like, humble and middles and ends, apparently. <laughs> it's kind of like they're in the room with us oh, now. Well, it kind of does feel that way. And this is also where the shit show started, so sort of nostalgia. What goes around is all around. Is that the thing? What goes around is all around. <laughs> what goes around comes around. That's but... kind of funny. It's kind of good from you. Now, Nick, how do we usually start these things? Oh, yeah. What was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? The weirdest thing I saw was a video that came out of a driverless car in the tech capital of the universe, San Francisco, um, speeding off when a car when a cop car tries to pull it over. So was the car driving itself? Yeah, there was nobody in the car. No, oh, there was no one even in the car. No, no, there was no one. And look, okay, San Fran being the tech capital of the world because of Silicon Valley, sort of not really anymore. There are actually some Latin American. Um, some Latin American countries, some cities that are really just trying to take Silicon Valley's thunder. Yes, Luce, but for the good of my story, just let me have this Yes, one. I'll be ignorant. I'll be ignorant. Not like me. Not like me. But I will be ignorant. <clears throat> anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, anyway. Police in San Francisco stopped a vehicle operated by Cruise, which is a self-driving car company um, backed by GM. Mm-hmm. Um in a video posted to Twitter, you can see the officers approaching the car, which had been driving without headlights, um, only to find it was empty. So you know. Now, look, some people do accidentally drive without headlights, um, you know, when the streetlights are bright enough. 
So, like, I, I too may have done that once or twice. Yeah, but that's illegal. It's, it's actually illegal. Okay, anyway, I'm just saying, like, let's have a bit of grace towards the car. <laughs> it wasn't the car's fault. <laughs> the streetlights were really bright. Um, so, anyway, they... They find the car empty, and the car then speeds away to the other side of the intersection, leaving the police behind, which is... I know, it doesn't sound that funny, but it is pretty funny watching it. When you it. see the video? Um, unfortunately, the car wasn't, like, programmed with some sort of Grand Theft Auto code. Uh, the company said in a tweet that the vehicle had behaved as expected by moving to a safer location on the other side of the intersection where police were able to address their concerns. Oh, okay, so... It sounds the- like a lot of PR mumbo-jumbo. The car was trying to escape. Oh, that was pretty good PR, because I literally bought it just then. I'm like- sure it was like that, but I don't yeah, know. I-, I want the car to be the sort of anti-establishment, defund the police sort of thing. Okay, so since the car was driving itself... Who gets the fine and who gets the demerits? I don't know. I guess... Uh, neither. <laughs> the CEO? Oh, fucking hell. Imagine being liable for every single car. <laughs> to be- you wouldn't be able to drive. It's actually really... Okay, I know we're laughing, but that's kind of a really interesting question. Hmm. Who Welcome. is held accountable? Welcome to the future. No, one, held no one's held accountable. Accountable. The computers, the pooters are held accountable. I've actually got a story, one of my news stories is sort of on that tangent. But Is it the sex bots? No, but that is my weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week. So I'm just going to read straight from a News Hub article. Um, because David Seymour, the leader of the ACT Party here in New Zealand, has denied buying Instagram followers, instead blaming a tripling of his following in 24 hours on an attack by sex bots. Now... We actually have a really good episode of Extremely Online all about bots and why Instagram's full of bots. You should go and watch that. But before you go and watch that, listen to me. So basically, like thousands of fake accounts started following David Seymour. And then he got heaps of messages about it, just being like, how is your following growing so much? And then he said, I don't even know you could be attacked by a sex bot. Initially, I thought, maybe it's not a bad thing. But then I realized it was just buggering up my Instagram for all the people that enjoy it. Who enjoys it? I was literally like, bestie. Like, sorry. Also, I came across my Snapchat memories the other day, and there was one of him, and he said happy birthday to me. Like, happy birthday, mate. Because, you know, in uni, all the the uni students used to Snapchat David Seymour. Yeah, I remember. That's a bit creepy now in hindsight, isn't it? It was creepy at the time. Anyway, so basically people on Twitter, you know, the Twitter mob... Started questioning uh, why the fuck he'd gained tens of thousands of followers and then questioning, which I think is fair questioning, whether he'd bought the followers. Mm. But then what does he have to gain? Followers. <laughs> yeah, but... The six fact, bots. The, the six bots aren't voting. No, I know. Well, I guess, you know how if you, if you look at an influencer and they have maybe 3,000 followers, it's like, oh, okay. But then if they have 10K, you sort of take them a bit more seriously. Mm, so if, like, your favourite news Instagram has like, you know, 10,000 followers and then all of a sudden they have 3.6 million. Yeah, it's <laughs> because we came into a shit ton of money and I just bought so many sex bots <laughs> and now everyone takes me seriously. I have a fucking podcast. No, but you know how it's just that weird, like, the like more followers the, the illusion of success. But all these... um followers everyone you could sort of click on them look at their profiles they're naked people you know they comment weird shit that's obviously botty he said again that he denies buying instagram followers and he's proud of his followers and he thinks he's around the third most popular political figure on instagram in new zealand um he says even with my sex bots joining the team he is still a wee way behind jacinda's 1.7 million 
Um, he's currently sitting at 74k, six bots included, at followers. So. That's decent, more than me. Well, yeah, but how many of them are six bots? You, you've got a, you've probably got great engagement because you've just got real people there, Dale. Yeah, but I don't post, so. Yeah, so true. Um, he's been in touch with Meta, obviously the company that owns Instagram. They said that there's been a malfunction and they haven't sorted it out yet and no one knows why all these six bots came to him. Finally, he said... I'm sort of hoping they just want good representation in Parliament. But it looks like what they really need is more clothes. Hmm. We could unpack that, but I'm not going to. Let's Let's get into the first news story of the week. Squish, what do you have for us? I've got a little Elon Twitter update. Good. And, like, keep it brief, will you? Because it's probably going to change in 24 hours. Exactly, yep. So um, it's been a whirlwind of a week at Twitter HQ. It's actually quite a hard sentence to say. Yeah, whirlwind of a week. Uh, We reported last week that Elon Musk, the rocket-building, electric-car-driving, tunnel-digging billionaire... um, Market-manipulating. Well, I mean... According to the SEC, maybe, but... Hell yeah. I mean... So, yeah, the other people doing the checks and balances. So, anyway, continue. Um, so, he had bought 9.2% of the social media company and accepted a position on the 11-person board of directors. Um, late on Sunday, however, Twitter CEO Parag Agarwal tweeted that old Muskie wouldn't be joining the board of directors after all. Um, he said, we have and always will value input from our shareholders, whether they are on our board or not. Mr. Agarwal said in his tweet about the news that Elon is our biggest shareholder and we will remain open to his input. It's also really funny that uh, it came right after they had to do a couple of background checks and then suddenly Elon was sort of like, actually, I don't want to be on the board anymore. <laughs> yeah, that Joe Rogan podcast coming to bite him in the bum again. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. Also, like, he, he has just taken them for a ride. He's taken the whole world for a ride. I've seen that many takes about it. He's taken the media for a ride. Like, kind of go off. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. I also didn't realise it was only 11 pe- people on the board, so kind of a big deal. There. Uh, board of directors aren't usually that big, really. I know. Um, over the weekend, Elon had tweeted some input that I'm not really sure if Agarwal will be taking on board. He tweeted a poll asking if Twitter should remove the W from its name. Lucy, what would that be? Titter. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and suge- <laughs> suggested that Twitter opens its... San Francisco office up to the homeless because, quote, no one shows up anyway. Oh, what a <laughs> uh, So far, Elon hasn't directly addressed the situation with Twitter's board, but he did post an emoji of a hand over a face in reply to Parag's tweet. So who really knows what that means? Well, okay, what hand over face was it? Was it the little monkey behind the two hands? No, it w- and it wasn't even the face palm one. It was just the hand over the... Oh, over the mouth. I can't put my... The hand over the mouth or people won't be able to hear me, but... So was it kind of... And does it have shocked eyes? Because was it like, <gasps> like a gasp? Like, oh. No, I mean, might need to go back in the archives and find out. I should do a close reading of this emoji. Because mm. either way, that's quite an interesting thing to respond with. Anyway. A little side note, just to finish off, that I found kind of interesting. Um, as a member of the board, Twitter's governance rules say that you can't hold more than 14% of the company and be on the board. So Elon declining to become a member could open the door to him buying more oh and potentially taking over the company completely if he wanted. Um, so that's a little something to think about there. I don't know if the board, if they had any sort of sway, should or would let that happen. I mean, if he buys enough shares, it doesn't matter what the board has to say. Can the board dictate who is allowed to... Like, surely they get to sell... You can't just go in there and buy shares if you want. They'd have it's to on sell the, some. It's, it's on the public market. So. Is it? It's sort of fucking public. Yeah, that's who... Like, if you wanted to, you could go and buy shares. Oh, actually, I have shares on Twitter. It's such a dumbass. No, you this are is good for people to hear. Yeah. Okay, so if he went and he wanted to, he could just buy mm. enough to control. 
Well, I mean, people would have to want to sell them, so the price would go up and all this is pretty oh, complicated. Oh, you should do that because I want my shoes to go up now that I've remembered that. I- <laughs> Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Have them. Anyway, um, if you're a finance brand and you really heard that and just thought, wow, we should work with these. Yeah, we damn, should work with these two they're, geniuses. They're so good at explaining things. But probably like, damn, they are the every... Every person, they are speaking the truth. Come hit us up. We would, we'll work with you and you can teach us things. Then we can pass it on. Anyway, Nick, I've got a Boris update. Ooh, Bojo. So one thing before we get into this is I feel like Boris Johnson is just a really shit prime minister, but he sort of gets like, he gets himself into these situations and then a huge world event will happen and he'll sort of, the world will get distracted and it, everyone, everything will come out on top for Boris. I don't think that's that hot of a take. No, neither do I. I don't think any of my takes are hot because I am a mere communicator of all the takes I see. But do you agree? Yes. Like, the war in Ukraine, as terrible as it fucking is... Has swept us under the rug. Yes, and I just feel like it happens to Bojo time and time again. So you'll remember, and, and it's on us as well, you remember months ago now I was talking about... I was actually updating you sort of weekly about Bojo hosting all of those parties mm-hmm. during the COVID-19 pandemic in places and with people that he shouldn't have been having parties with because he wouldn't meant to be doing it with anyone. Sounded like good parties though. Well, with no, that, no, no, one no, of the like shit. 10 minutes, like, and he's still <laughs> facing, facing, yeah, that was a bit of a shit one. He's still facing fines for that one. So anyway, Boris Johnson and the Chancellor Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson's wife all received um, something called fixed penalty notices for attending um, specifically Boris Johnson's birthday party in number 10 Downing Street. Um, And basically a fixed penalty notice is like a minor, it's something you get given for a minor fine or like a minor offence. So they were brought in basically to deal, in the 1950s, to deal with parking offences. It was like... You have this fixed penalty notice, and if you refuse to pay it or refuse to do what it says you need to do, then you're prosecuted. So it's kind of like a fine for driving without your headlights on. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like a fine, and you don't have to go through the courts. Um, so he's been served one of them, maybe more. There's actually not a lot that we know about it. I think they've. I think there's like 50 fines that have been issued at the moment total. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result of this, Mr. Boris Johnson has become the UK's first serving Prime Minister to be sanctioned for breaking the law, which is interesting. All three of them have apologised, Nick, but Mm. both the Prime Minister and the Chancellor have rejected the many calls that have been coming at them. I'm sorry, Lucy, but I do not accept their apology. No, I do not. No. And to be honest, it's not even on us to accept it, Dal. It's on the British people whom he has failed. (laughs) They were the ones in lockdown when when he had 12 parties overall. Actually, there was 15, but 12 were investigated. I'm sorry, you're having 12 parties during a lockdown? I wouldn't have 12 parties in a year. No, I actually can't believe it. I mean, not even a hot take because we've actually just spoken about it multiple times, but fucking 12 parties. 
So, um, as I just said, they're not going to resign, but Labour and the Liberal Democrats and about every other opposition party to the Tories um, are basically saying that they should resign. They wouldn't be very good opposition if they had said, oh, actually. Actually, that's kind actually, of fine, no, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. we all needed a party. Like, mm. we get it. We needed a blossom stick. <laughs> but I just, I think, honestly, the main thing that comes out of this is that Boris Johnson always just comes out sort of scot-free. Oh, Teflo Bojo. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Siska supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now we're in a studio which costs money to hire with an audio engineer who we've got to pay. And every week we're researching, scripting and hosting this thing for you, all which takes time, resources and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here, space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Bye. Right, Nick, news story number two. Go, what are you giving me? Uh, Today we got a wee food price update from Statistics New Zealand, um, who confirmed that the painful feeling in our pocket that we have in New Zealand... um, Isn't just coming from house prices. No, it's... Coming from food too. Yeah, it is. Yes, so we all sort of knew it, but Stats and Z today confirmed it. So I've got a wee overview of the inflation numbers that they released today. Um, So overall, Stats and Z, did that sound natural? That sounded like Boris Johnson... So perfect for this episode. And carry on. What okay. did Stats NZ say? Uh, Stats NZ said that food prices rose 7.6% for the year to March 2020. March 2022 even, because that's the year that we're currently in. Um, so for the same basket of like pineapple lumps, LMP and lamb chops, you'll be paying nearly 8% more this March than you were last March. Um, Holy shit. And so, and fucking hell, I didn't even notice year, it. I, didn't you not? Even I noticed it. Even I, Even. you're good. <laughs> Even I noticed it. Yeah, the smarter one noticed it. Makes sense. <laughs> the cheap ass noticed it, yeah. Yes. Um, so it's bad news for all the meat eaters out there as well. Um, meat, poultry, and fish prices increased 8.7%, which... Now, that's not the worst thing in the world, Dal, because we actually want less people eating meat, like, weekly. If you reduce your meat intake, it's going to do wonders for the environment. You just wait, Lucy. What? It's even no. worse news for the vegetarians. No. Um, this is actually pretty shocking. Fruit and vegetable prices have increased 18%. 18%. Like, I'm sorry. And this is why people are buying, like, less healthy stuff. Because you can afford to. To God. put that into perspective, if you went to the shopping centre in March of last year and bought a shopping trolley full of bananas, avocados, baby spinach, you know, frozen berries, and it cost $40 last year, it'll be close to $50 this year. Mm. So if you times that by every week you go to the supermarket, um, if you went every week, that, man, that adds up real quick. Holy shit, yeah, it does. Um, you mentioned earlier about, like, buying unhealthy food instead of the healthy food. Yeah. There's numbers on that too. Okay. So even if you want to outsmart the supermarkets and go eat out instead, um, restaurant meals and takeaway food prices still increase, but only at 5.1%. Um, so no uh, matter what, if you want to eat New Zealand, it's, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And it doesn't really look like it's slowing down. Fuck. And is this like 
reflected in, you know, um, living wages and like raising of the minimum wage? Well, not in my opinion, at least. Like the increase of the minimum wage doesn't really have, although the supermarkets will say mm. we had to raise our prices because we had to pay our staff more. Mm-hmm. When minimum wage increases by a dollar, that doesn't really translate into an eighteen percent increase yeah. in the cost, or like probably more applicable seven point six percent increase in Fucking food hell. prices. So I don't know. There's something fishy going on. Huh. Excuse the pun. Mm. Um, we haven't got to, down to the meat of what's caused it. Oh, um, fuck off. You have to reinstate that veggie garden list. True. I'm not a practical person. But, look, if any vegetable, like, Mitre Teens listening or someone that wants to help me build a veggie garden, come and sponsor the <laughs> shit show. She's getting desperate, folks. <laughs> Nick, you ready for me to get into my second story? Yes. Yes, I am. So, um, this, I'll preface this by saying it is not a nice story to talk about really because it's to do with how we identify dead people in a war and it's sort of the beat that I'm trying to like keep my finger on the pulse about about this being like an extremely online war so and it's something I've always wondered is like with all these casualties and all these people dying how do you identify all of them it like it just has always seemed like in my head something that's so hard and a horrible job as well a terrible job and so now, if you're in Ukraine, you use Clearview. Have you heard of the app Clearview or Clearview AI? No, no, I haven't. So, Clearview AI, I've read about it before because it's quite a controversial app, quite a contro app. It basically, do you have something to say? It's quite a nice name, though. Clearview. Clearview. It sounds like Clear Blue, the pregnancy test. Cle- pregnancy tests. Anyway. And if you want to sponsor. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So it's quite a controversial app. What it does is it scrapes people's images from Google and all the social media sites and it creates a big database of what the CEO has called a search engine for faces. So it kind of works like Google, except instead of searching something or putting in words, um, you put in a photo of someone's face and then it brings up all the other faces of this person and all the information about this person that exists on the internet. Okay, I don't like this anymore. No. So it's used extensively through law enforcement in America. Um, uh, the CEO has said that around 3,200 government agencies have either, either bought or trialed this technology. So, and, and it's like real contra, like ethically... It's not good. And also we know through creating Extremely Online, and because you've all gone and watched it, that artificial intelligence isn't the best at matching perfectly someone's face to, you know, a database of faces. I mean, we saw Google Photos put photos of black people in categories called gorilla, like match them up. with. Mm. There's just time and time again, and they never fix these problems. They just take off the label gorilla. They just always band-aid them. And so this is just... Not that good. So anyway, the CEO of Clearview has since offered up this technology to Ukraine for them to use to identify soldiers that have been killed. So the way that it works, and if you want to skip past this, it's going to be really quick. I'll keep it brief. So maybe just, you know, skip skip a minute on. But the way that it works is that there's a soldier who's been killed. You take a photo of their face and it brings up a whole database of the person Hopefully, it's matching. They say 99% of the time they're right, and you just have to hope like hell that, you know, you're not the 1% that got it wrong. 
So that's what they have been using in Ukraine to identify their soldiers. I mean, technology like this, I can see how it serves a purpose here because I can't imagine how hard it was in World War Two or World War One or whatever to do this. But it's also not the first time that technology like this has been used to identify casualties or dead people. But Clearview as an app is, as I said, sort of contro. So it's it's not unique that they said yes to using it. But it is sort of like, I don't know. It doesn't it's ethically feel, ambiguous. It doesn't feel that nice, but... But they need something, Yeah, right? at the same time, it's better than the alternative. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. And so even if you don't use social media, which is quite scary about this app, is that even if you were pictured like in a photo with someone or you exist on Google somewhere for a talk you did or something, like even if you think that you've completely wiped yourself off the, off the internet... You have not. Like, even if you don't have social media, this app has scraped everything and you will be found. So it can basically track anyone, which is really scary. And also, like, the the other scary part is that it's not just being used to identify the dead. It's being used now to sort of identify enemy targets or, like, trace Mm -hmm. people that are actually still alive and because there is that margin for error what if this app has been used and identified that you are a russian spy but you're not you're just joe blogs and it's matched you up with the wrong person and then the you know ukraine army has come for you or vice versa it's just there's margin for error and it makes me a bit worried exactly about the nefarious ways that this can be used also like if if it um matches up the wrong person that's dead that could cause a lot of harm to the family of this person because they might not actually be. If we can't program cars to turn their headlights on at night, how can we trust programs to identify potential targets and or dead people? I don't know. Yeah, no. I'm sure there's more to it than just that, but far out. It seems a little bit it's just sort of Terminator-esque. Yes, it is something to consider because it's definitely happening. And like like I said before, I can, I'd like to border on like the optimist side. Like I can see how this has use for the people there. But you also do have to think about the nefarious ways it can be used. Also, if it was that controversial in peacetime, it's imagine how disastrous it could be in wartime. Mm. But good news, kind of good news. By the time you're listening to this, New Zealand will be in orange light, which means goodbye indoor gathering restrictions. Not that, if I'm honest... It's really impacted us. I even noticed. Mm. We couldn't go on the D floors, but I wasn't really a big fan of that anyway. No, that's true. Um, Masks will still be required indoors and on domestic flights, public transport. They won't be required in schools, which is kind of... People are a bit like... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that because we do still have COVID hugely in New Zealand. Big time, yeah. So, I mean, this is this is good news for the nightclubs. And the retail, or the, the restaurants. And, and the restaurants, which, who have been fucking struggling. And event, events, and like, good news for people that want to sort of... Get married. Yes, get married, start doing big things, but just honestly, don't stop wearing your mask. Yeah. And if it's not for you, it's for people with compromised immune systems and people that need you to look out for them. So please do keep wearing your mask, besties. Also, you don't want to get a cold. It's just going to stop you from getting all the sicknesses. Exactly. So, Nick, comment of the week. I'm going to go first this time because sometimes, I don't know. I don't know if you've got one. I'm just going to launch into it. 
This isn't actually a comment of the week. This is my comment of the week. I can't believe how many people don't fucking know what a bacon egg pie is. One of the staples of, like, my childhood and, like, all my school sports events. Truly. And, like, just still so young. Delicious. Only 29% of people that follow Shoot You Should Care About know what a bacon and egg pie is. Is that a direct correlation between people that are from New Zealand and follow Siska? No. 4% of New Zealanders. So maybe, maybe Australians as well. Maybe some UK people know what it is. It's not a quiche. It should never have peas in it. No, never. Sometimes, or any other diced vegetable. Sometimes spaghetti. I've had a few spaghetti and bacon egg pie. I've had the bacon swapped out for like sausage. Yes, and that's actually fine. That's huh? acceptable in my books that as well. That is acceptable. Do you prefer a like a whipped egg mixture or do you prefer solid eggs? I actually. So Mum does both. Mum puts in a few solid eggs and the oh, whipped egg mixture. <laughs> so I think I prefer both. But if I had to pick one or the other, it would be the whipped egg mixture. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But I do like the not getting a nice bit of yolk in there. I know you got to be yoking me, some. <laughs> one of one of life's great pleasures. <laughs> um, so my comment is sort of an extension of that. It was on that post. <laughs> There's actually a couple good ones, actually, now that I'm looking at the post. Uh, one of them from St. Howard. This is going to piss me off. I can just feel it. <laughs> I don't know why. I love enraging people with something so mundane. Um, from Ange Pratt. In other words, are you Kiwi or nah? Which is a very Kiwi comment. <laughs> are you Kiwi or nah? <laughs> yeah or nah? Um, OMG, it is not a quiche. When has quiche ever had a lid? Go off. Who and even... Like- is cheesecake Who even bought up quiche? Yeah, well, I just saw people saying, what, you mean quiche? And I'm thinking, BC. No. Not a quiche, not a frittata. And it's going to have flaky pot. pastry. Yeah. It can't be short crust bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. But to be honest, I'll eat any pastry. Okay, well, now we're just rambling. Anyway. um, You know what, everyone? Squish and I are taking a break over the next week. We have Easter break and then Anzac Day, but we are going to be re-uploading one of our greatest hits that maybe you haven't heard yet, so look out for that one. Otherwise, Squish, we'll see them in a couple weeks' time. We'll see them right before I jump on the plane. Ooh, teasing. We're going to let you know all about Nick's next adventure in the next proper episode of The Shit Show. Soft launch. Soft launch. Soft soft launch Nick's going somewhere. (laughs) Bye, everyone. See you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.